The map is not the territory. D.H. Lawrence, he said, the map appears to us more real than the land. The map is not the territory. The map of reality is not reality. Even the best maps are imperfect. That's because they are reductions of what they represent. If a map were to represent the territory with perfect fidelity, it would no longer be a reduction and thus would no longer be useful to us. A map can also be a snapshot of a point in time representing something that no longer exists. This is important to keep in mind as we think through problems and make better decisions. We use maps every day. They help us navigate from one city to another. They help us reduce complexity to simplicity. Think of the financial statements for a company, which are meant to distill the complexity of thousands of transactions into something simpler. Or a policy document in office procedure, a manual on parenting, a two-year-old, or your performance review. All are models or maps that simplify some complex territory in order to guide you through it. Just because maps and models are flawed is not an excuse to ignore them. Maps are useful to the extent they are explanatory and predictive. Key Elements of a Map In 1931, the mathematician Alfred Korsybski presented a paper on mathematical semantics in New Orleans, Louisiana. Looking at it today, most of the paper reads like a complex technical argument on the relationship of mathematics to human knowledge, rather human language, and of both to physical reality. However, with this paper, Korsybski introduced and popularized the concept that the map is not the territory. In other words, the description of the thing is not the thing itself. The model is not the reality. The abstraction is not the abstracted. Specifically in his own words, number one, a map may have a structure similar or dissimilar to the structure of the territory. The London Underground map is super useful to travelers. The train drivers don't use it at all. Maps describe a territory in a useful way, but with a specific purpose. They cannot be everything to everyone. Number two, two similar structures have similar logical characteristics. If a correct map shows Dresden as between Paris and Warsaw, 
a similar relation is found in the actual territory. If you have a map showing where Dresden is, you should be able to use it to get there. Number three, a map is not the actual territory. The London Underground map does not convey what it's like to be standing in Covent Garden Station, nor would you use it to navigate out of the station. Number four, an ideal map would contain the map of the map, the map of the map of the map, etc., endlessly. We may call this characteristic self-reflexiveness. Imagine using an overly complicated guide to Paris on a trip to France and then having to purchase another book that was the, quote, guide to the guide of Paris, unquote, and so on. Ideally, you'd never have any issues, but eventually the level of detail would be overwhelming. The truth is, the only way we can navigate the complexity of reality is through some sort of abstraction. When we read the news, we're consuming abstractions created by other people. The authors consumed vast amounts of information reflected upon it and drew some abstractions and conclusions that they share with us. But something is lost in the process. We can lose the specific and relevant details that were distilled into an abstraction. And because we often consume these abstractions as gospel, without having done the hard mental work ourselves, it's tricky to see when the map no longer agrees with the territory. We inadvertently forget that the map is not real, not reality.